right. So, Jacob, every time we talk, we always talk about how excited you are about teaching. What I want to know <laughs> is why it makes you so happy. <laughs> why does teaching make me so happy? That's a great question, specifically right now, right? Because um, yeah. there is a whole lot of stuff that isn't that exciting going down. But you know what? Even in this digital world that we're in, even in the the hot mess, like even today, right? There were so many like things that went wrong with digital stuff. But what's still making me excited for tomorrow and why I'm excited for teaching in general is I think it really comes down to uh, possibility. I think it's the... It's the idea that in education, you know, the whole idea of education is that we're opening up possibilities, but that extends to my teaching. Like when I walk in tomorrow, I know that there's going to be a hot mess with the digital stuff. Kids are learning how to do digital um, with a full schedule and everyone on campus is going to be doing something different. And but the one thing that's for certain is that there's a possibility for, for magic to happen still when kids come on Zoom seeing their excitement, getting their ideas, getting all of that energy going. Um, so I think that's what really gets me going is because it's not like teaching isn't a job where you just kind of show up and the same thing happens every single day. It's like you show up and craziness happens all day long and, it, and it's good and it's bad and it's, it's insanity. But one thing, it's never boring. Um, it, it gives me energy. And even though kids aren't going to be in the classroom, when we start out here, it'll be, it, it's still going to have that magic because kids are involved and education's involved in, yeah. All right. Well, welcome to Craft and Draft with Jacob Chastain and Pam Ochoa. Today, we are going to be talking about workshop and how we're going to do exactly what you just talked about. Make it online. What a time, too. How did your planning go? <laughs> oh, about as good as yours, I think. <laughs> That's all. <laughs> well, yeah, today was kind of rough, but I mean, I'm like you. I, I really get excited about about the kids. Uh, you know, you're hearing all the teachers. We're all in there planning together, and they're all like, oh, it's just going to be a disaster, some of them are saying. And yeah. I'm thinking, I'm like you. Yeah, I think I'm, I'm glad you said possibilities and you don't even know what's going to happen because are all the you know opportunities and all kinds of stuff. So, yeah, yeah. I think tomorrow is going to be interesting. Well, <laughs> to say the least. Uh, to say the least. I mean, there's definitely never been a year <laughs> like this. Um, no. You know, I uh, what I'm really interested to see is kind of I, I'm interested just to see what what works like what because there's going to be stuff that you know like when you do your first lesson of the year right or the first lesson that you're just kind of jumping off into and I there's always that moment where you just don't know if it's going to work right like when you especially if you're like mm -hmm. pulling something new into your lesson or you're doing a different text or something like that and I feel like that's what this whole year is going to be it's like well we'll see <laughs> like <laughs> kind of have that uh that excitement just from the unknown, right? It's almost like every day, like, cause here's to answer your question. You asked me how planning was going. Every plan that I've come up with, with my team this year has started with these two comments. Well, if I was in person, I would do it this way. What on earth does that look like digitally? Like those are the two, those are the <laughs> two questions I've been asking this whole time. Well, that's exactly what we've been doing. And 
and I think you and I've even talked about it offline, and that is how is how can you make workshop online an online experience? I mean, how can it that online experience look like workshop? And I think you and I both have been toiling with that possibility. But uh, it's incredibly challenging. Like I've had. Um, a bunch of people email me just through Teach Me Teacher, but kind of asking like how how I'm doing workshop and stuff like that. And a lot of my answer has been um, just trying to – if I can get like for instance like this first week, I consider this first week a success if I can get kids reading and writing. If I can get them writing in their draft book, if I can get them reading and talking about their reading in their craft book, then I think, I think that's a win for week one of digital learning – as far as I'm concerned, that's kind of the foundation of workshop anyway, because so much of about workshop has to deal with just getting kids to do the work, right? Like that's how I think about it. Yeah, I've been kind of I've been kind of doing that all day today. T- talking about that craft and draft, that's what I was mm-hmm. trying to work on. Is how am I going? You know, just like you said, what have I done in the past <laughs> in the classroom, and how is that going? What's the best way I can get that? Uh, you know, to the kids that same experience and. So I decided a video might be the best way. And, well, I think about the sixth take, we might have, <laughs> we, we might have a go. <laughs> I don't know. But, but anyway, yeah, it first all started. I took all these pictures. I created my own craft, a draft uh, yeah. book. And I took, I took one picture of one page and a picture of another page. And then all of that would not load up to Google Drive. And then... After that, I was like, okay, what what do I do? Well, one of the things, Jacob, we've already talked about, I've been around for mm-hmm. just a day or two. <laughs> and uh, <laughs> I had to go back to the old things. You know, Google's new to me in the sense, uh, you know, but what we first started on was PowerPoint. So I just went back to the old-fashioned PowerPoint, and boy, it started zooming after that. Apparently, I know how to PowerPoint. But uh, so anyway, that's how I, u- I use those slides today. I was going to say, I th- part of... This part of me is so I have, you know, I have the ability to do fairly high quality videos if I wanted to, right? But it takes time, um, it takes hard drive space to do like, like just doing like a short 4K video is mind boggling at how much space it takes up on a computer. And it's just time, like, I don't have time to like make a multimedia production of every single lesson or thing I want to put in. Cause a lot of it is like, like mm-hmm. I kind of fly by the seat of my pants a lot of the times. Like I'm not able to do some of that with digital learning. Cause it kind of has to be in, but I still like, so for instance, this whole week we were planning and then Friday came along and my team completely changed what we were going to do. Like, <laughs> Like it was, oh my goodness. We literally were like, you know, let's use this text. And, you know, it was a better text from what we were going to do. It was a better uh, approach to kind of giving them a model text up front to write about themselves. Um, so we loved the idea, but it caused me to change everything. And it's not like, you know, in person, I could have just taken that text and just made more copies, right? Just and set the other copies that I had, like, off to the side or somewhere, kept it for later, which I used to do all the time and then just switched it out and it would have been fine. But nope, I had to do a different video. I had to do a different format in canvas. I mean, it was, it was literally a whole thing. And I was like, man, I'm so glad I'm so glad I'm not making these really intense videos for all of this. And it's, it's hard for me as someone who I like quality. Um, 
I like producing quality stuff a lot, but it's, it's like, man, I just can't, I can't do it. So that's what I've been struggling with a little bit is kind of resisting using all the tools that I know how, cause I, it's not like I need to. So it's like to go back to what you were saying, like go back to PowerPoint. You know what I mean? Like that's not, it's almost, it's not a negative thing in these contexts. It's like, sometimes we just kind of have to simplify it a little bit so we can, so we can get it done. So what are you going to start with? What's your first thing that you're going to start with? That's a great question. You know what? I'm going to pull up my canvas right now. and I'm just going to look at it. So when I, when kids <laughs> show up to my classroom digitally, um, they're going to see oh, okay. in, so looking at my canvas, right? So kids come in, they are going to come into my digital classroom. They're going to see my little emoji classroom. I broke down and finally made one. Um, and they're going to, so once they scroll down, it says, welcome. I did my welcome back video. I have that posted. And then I have, it's pretty simple is I have honors, reading expectations, their writing expectations, class rules, a link to my Zoom, a reading uh, class parent letter, which is kind of like, hey, we do independent reading here. Um, If your kid's reading it, I assume you want them to read it. I am not going to censor anything unless it's just obviously outside of what kids should be reading in school. Um, And that's about it. And then a link to the classwork. So their first day in my class is actually super simple because I have a feeling. Now, this is just a hunch, Ochoa, but I have a feeling they're going to be overwhelmed with everything that is going on in their lives. And, like, that's even if they wake up at 8 a.m. to go to school. So, like, I don't even know how that's going to work for them. So when they come into my classroom, all I have them doing is they are going to set up their craft book and draft book um, with their two journals. I'm going to give them till Friday just in case they don't have two journals. They should, um, but they're going to do that. They have to have their parents sign the reading letter, and then I want them to jump on a Zoom with me sometime during the day. So they're going to watch a Loom video I made to set up their two journals, and then I have um, three blocks of time to where they can come on Zoom, talk with me about... Uh, whatever they're doing. And then that's it for day one. I mean, I don't know. I, I, it seems light to me. I would do more in person, I suppose, but I just, you know, it's kind of like I would rather err on the side of caution when it comes to giving them stuff. Is that how you're thinking about it or what? Well, actually you almost sound like the same thing. I mean, I, <laughs> I created my little loom video. Imagine I've that. Got a <laughs> yeah. And uh, yeah, I think uh, we we're supposed to on our campus, we have to zoom with each class. Mm-hmm. So I've had to send out a yeah, an email to all the parents to let them know that they're supposed to be Zooming with me. So hopefully I'll get to see their faces right off the bat. Uh, yeah. But I, like you, I predict there's a few, few glitches. But I did um, have the same thing, the letter. I've got, I, I wrote out, um, I did kind of a kid-friendly look for what workshop for reading and writing workshop looks like. Mm-hmm. But then I also have the letter you're talking about. I have a letter for the reading and a letter for the writing. And uh, I pretty much did what you did. I revamped not the reading lessons, but I revamped all the writing lessons. So there you have it. So <laughs> I'm still making sure all my links work. So I, if yeah. the links go well, we're going to be in business. I, I'm like you. I think that's probably more, I mean, less than what I typically do. Uh, but I do want them writing Uh but we might not get to that till the second day. I typically get them writing on the first day. When I say writing, I'm talking about actually 
taking time to read and taking time to write. Yeah. So. I, you know, I always, that's what I'm missing the most is I, you know, always, 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 I would have kids, we would do something to where we introduced reading to some capacity, um, to where I let them kind of explore the library and read and then do kind of the similar thing with writing or something like that. Um, and that's just really hard. Like I, I impossible really to simulate on a first day. Cause there's so many, a day like this, right? A, a, phys, a, a digital first day, like there's just so many things you can't rely on, right? I mean, you might have kids that don't really right. understand technology or they have parents that don't understand it or what your class looks like, what you're doing to kind of streamline stuff in your class is going to look different in another class. So it's like, and even though we all have different classes in general, it's it's a lot easier to acclimate yourself to like, oh, in this class, I have to raise my hand to go get a piece of paper, but in this class, I don't, you know, like the little teacher differences, Right. Um, but that's really hard. That's like really hard to do with canvas. Cause it's like, there's buttons you have to click. If you don't click the right buttons or the link doesn't work, you can't get the information. <laughs> it's just like, <laughs> Oh, right. Well, I, I, my mom, she invited me out to eat today. Yeah. I did not go because I told her this was never. Ending. <laughs> I told her, I said, I thought I was more prepared, but then when I got to school, the, what, what did they do? They changed all the, they decided to do an update. An update. Yeah. I mean, I know they needed to, but right in the middle of my working on it, an update was not what I needed. However, I know I know one of the things that I've really talked about with some of you know, with my teacher colleagues, and that's how we're gonna structure the reading and writing workshop itself. I mean, mm-hmm. is there something that you're going to do that's like a routine, even though it's on? Because in the classroom, I have routines. I have certain things we do. I ha- We write at a certain time. We read at a certain time. We do certain things at certain times. What what, are, what about your routine? Do you have any established that? That is, that's a good question. I So, again, it all started with me asking, okay, I would do this in a physical classroom, how do I simulate that as best as possible in this digital space? Um, now, for us, in part of the back of my mind, I'm also thinking, so we're supposed to start back face-to-face in two weeks, so I'm also keeping that in mind. And when we go back, I'll only mm-hmm. have one block that's online. Um, but it'll be it'll probably be about 40 students that are online. So even though that's kind of like a caveat for me, it's also like, well, it, I'm not really. I'm still going to have to kind of figure out how to do this if I want to do workshop digitally. But, you know, when you and I designed, you know, the craft and draft like kind of system or model, um, it was always about, you know, weaving reading and writing workshop together. It was about putting these two things together as much as possible. Right. Um, and we kind we're we're from a district where it's always been separated, right? Reading and writing have always, you know, to the point that when I started in English, there was actually a writing teacher and a separate reading teacher. Right. (laughs) And so trying to fix that in the minds of kids and myself, every day students will, there'll be a mini lesson. It might not be a, a full mini lesson every day, but for conversation's sake. They come in, there's a mini lesson, they write the mini lesson at the top, the standard just like normal in their craft book. And then I have a text or a model piece that we want to look at for whatever standard we're using. And then once kids go through that, I'm actually recording myself annotating that on my iPad. 
Um, I, I was going to do it in my actual craft book journal that I have, but I couldn't, my document camera, I have a, I have an issue with my camera right now. <laughs> so it's, it, I, I, instead of fighting that, um, I just went the more digital route and I'm doing it on my actual iPad, which it does. It looks exactly the same. It's just not as, uh, connected to what they're doing, if that makes sense. But, um, they so we're doing that. I'm annotating, and then at the bottom of my canvas in each lesson, I actually have two pictures. One says the reading connection, one says the writing connection. So at the end, what I'm trying to do, and this is what I would do at the end of my mini lesson, is I would try to invite students to go read with a purpose, right? It's like, okay, so we're talking about setting and how setting affects plot. So in your reading today, I really want you to be thinking about that, thinking about setting. Even if you're reading nonfiction or something else, how is the author doing that? So it's almost like an invite and a launch off into their reading. And then obviously for them to kind of reflect on that in their craft book. And then the writing is the same thing to where I want to, I'm trying to leave it. The writing connection is, you know, in your draft book, you know, as early as day one or any day after that, take what we're talking about here. And what could you go into, into your writing from this? You know, if we're talking about setting, how, how are you going to use that? So our first week is all about personal connections and kind of describing ourselves and what, what are things that we connect to that are personal to us that we could just like knowing I'm an Apple user for an instance, you know, that's a, that's something I could share my connection to and kind of tell you about myself by saying, yeah, I'm an Apple user. That's what I want my students to be thinking about. So in their draft books, I want them to really be exploring, you know, what is something that's connected to you that you have a personal experience to. And we kind of model that through the mini lessons, but that's kind of how I'm trying to simulate it, which is less mandates like, okay, you need to read for 30 minutes and you need to write this. It's more like go explore in your own reading, go explore in your own writing with those little invitations at the bottom. I'm probably in my, my writing. Of course, you know, when we first got together, you were more reading focused and I was more writing focused. So I'm just going to talk about the writing for just a second. But one of the things that I was thinking about is how can I make writing a really authentic experience? And it sounds like you're right on with making it an authentic experience by letting them explore their reading and their connections, which I like mm-hmm. that. So I'll probably adopt that starting the second week. <laughs> I'm not going to change it today. <laughs> However, uh, on the on the writing, uh-huh. uh, I just really think it's important that they have ideas. So I made sure in our in that notebook, when I because that's the first thing we do is the the structure of the notebook and get that all set up. Yeah. But I do have a place. I did add a place in the writing part where it's about four pages where they can just brainstorm ideas to write about. So my first lessons are going to be about brainstorming those ideas, and so we'll do a like a, a mini lesson on. I saw this actually uh, on YouTube. Somebody, I was just looking up stuff, but it was, you know, what you do first, what you do last. Uh, what was the first, like, like it, it was more like list things that you have never done, but, but you would like to do. What would you, what would be something that would be the first time you ever did it? Mm-hmm. That kind of thing. Mm-hmm. So they were just listing stuff. And then the other one is, what have you tried that you'll never do again? <laughs> so it was kind of a first laugh type thing. So lists like that. So that would be a mini lesson. And then um, we, I went ahead and found, I, 
I like to tell them to write. I don't like to tell them to write like eight eight lines or yeah. this, but I usually typically in the classroom will say, write till I say stop. So they never really know when they're going to get to stop. Sometimes it's a minute, sometimes it's 10. And then over time, we, we expand upon their uh, ability to write longer. Uh, so uh, a timer with some music is what I'm going to use. So it's like a little video. It'll say something like, it'll have some music in there. And so it'll say, write, take this time and write. And so then I thought maybe if they click on that, they would have a kind of a time to write mm. and they would write in their notebooks on their ideas yeah. and then they would upload so my idea is because i want them to do the physical you and i've talked about this the physical uh our physical physical journal not necessarily because yeah. i have some teachers that are wanting to just do all online but i just think there's magic in holding that paper looking at that blank paper and touching it, especially with neophyte writers because you know, it's hard to it's hard to get something to write, and some of them aren't that well. I mean, they're good at playing games, but typing that's a whole other ball game for some of them. Yeah. So they're having to think about okay, where's that A B, you know, in their typewriter, and then they're forgetting what they're writing about. So I like the the page. So what I'm going to have them do is uh, upload, like take a picture of their journal and turn that in, and then I'm going to have a discussion. So at the end, I'm going to say, discuss your writing. And it'll be like a discussion where the kids can go on and discuss. So anyway, that's something I was thinking about doing because that's kind of how I run my writing part of my workshop. Well, what's funny is when you were talking, there was some of that stuff that uh, that is in my mini lesson. So one of the things that one of my partners brought up and she was like, you know, because we we're talking about how like at the front of our draft book, you know, we try to have like territories or just kind of a list of what students can write on and kind of add to it over the course of the year and stuff like that. And she goes, yeah, you know, I love to have kids kind of get a bulleted list of stuff to write about. And so when they read the first piece we have them reading is my name from house on mango street. It's a little excerpt. Um, if anyone's listening to this, That's you want to look at it, just Google it. It's very, it's very good. It's very short, but it's very, it's like, a, it's almost like a personal narrative. She's talking about like all the things that her name connects to and whatnot. So we're going to have them read that and draw connections to either the p the piece itself, the language, the character, anything mentioned is, is a good connection. So in the list that they do, we basically said, make as big of a list as you can of connections. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, and so they're kind of the same thing you were talking about, just kind of getting enough information down. And then the next day they're going to pick, um, in my class, um, I have honors. So I'm having them pick three and then do a couple lines about each to see which one they connect to the most as they write. But I think you could do it either way. You could either pick the best one, whatever they feel like they're most connected to. But my goal is even on that first day, even though I'm just asking them to bullet my writing invitation at the end of that mini lesson is, you know, if you like one of these, go for it. Like there's no reason to stop, to stop at a, yeah, well it's, it's, you know, it's like grab it, man. If you're into it, go like, there's no, Mm -hmm. that's why I'm trying to avoid is like making them accept limitations. Cause if this was in person, you know, that's when you, you push them individually, you go sit with them and you're like, Oh yeah, go. Cause you'll see the kids that are wanting to write more and you just go, go for it. And they're like, it's like chains are being lifted off of them. So similar right. ideas. Yeah, I, I'm going to start with that. I, I agree with you. I think once they get going, I like to give them some starts 
Yeah. And then, like you said, they pick the one they really like. And boy, when they once they pick the one they like, that's the one they're going to, we're just going to sit down, we're going to conference over it, and we're going to conference through Zoom. Uh, but if we're in the classroom, we're, I'm going to be conferenced with them and setting up conference. It looks like for my schedule, I'll be doing face-to-face and online. I, I drew the short straw or the long straw, whichever way you want to look at it. <laughs> it doesn't matter to me. It's all kids. I enjoy doing all of it, so it doesn't matter. I know the hardest thing about um, digital for me is just the the lack of the there's no like spontaneous conversation necessarily because you're kind of at a whim uh, like for when we went digital at the end of last year. Um, I had a lot of Pete kids, like, you know, I was still conferencing through zoom, you know, they would pull up their stuff in Google docs. We'd look at it at the same time, or sometimes I would jot down some notes and then they would want to zoom later, which was fine. Uh, but I, I, I would be lying if I said every kid jumped on, I had a lot of kids not, uh, come into the zoom. And I, even the ones that I reached out to and I, ha- I feel like I had great relationships with my students. It wasn't that they're just avoiding me. It's just kind of weird, right? Kids aren't used mm-hmm. to getting on a, a video call with a teacher to talk about writing or reading or something like that. So um, I, I'm hoping I can bridge that gap a little bit. My solution is I'm going to have them – I'm going to set like a conference requirement at least like one a week. So I have like 74 right. students this year. So um, one a week seems pretty doable. I would I would conference with – all of them in a week's time anyway, but I'm going to give them times to sign up and I'm even going to let them sign up outside of the actual day. I'm just going to kind of block off days like after school. Cause I know sometimes they'll have other stuff to do or whatever. So if they want to like jump on at five, I'm just kind of treat it like tutorial times almost if they want to come on after the official work right. day, quote unquote. But mm-hmm. I don't know. Do you have a solution for encouraging them to get on your zoom. I know you said you're, you're required to kind of meet with your classes, but is that being communicated to students? Well, I don't know. I mean, according to our administrators, they've already sent out (laughs) something. (laughs) Okay. Uh, I know that we were, when we were handing it, I got to be a part of the deployment of, of the Chromebooks. Mm -hmm. And uh, with that came a paper. So uh, I think it said something on that paper. But then they also told us that we needed to send out a reminder email uh, to get them to to zoom in. I have it on my the very first on my front page, my home page, where they have to zoom in with me at this time. And I gave them the times uh, when they have to Uh, short of I'm hoping that what's going to happen with these conferences is the kids, as they write, as they read, they're going to want to, I mean, cause it's going to be authentic. I think, I think, I mean, they're going to have choice. They're going to get to choose the things they read. They're going to get to choose the things they write uh, over the long haul here. And I'm hoping that it's so authentic that they want to talk to me. Cause sometimes when kids get excited, they're like, Oh, Ms. Ochoa, can I just talk to you about uh, this story I'm reading? It's the best. Yeah. Or Miss Ochoa, can you can I read this piece? So typically, I say, well, sign up, sign up on that conference. And usually, I don't have to make them; they usually just start signing up when it becomes when they know they want to publish and they know that somebody's about to look at it. So I think I think the key is is to make it like the writing part is to make sure they're going to publish it. You know, I think definitely, without a doubt, the solution to anything is kind of setting up reasons to get kids to care. And if you can get them writing about something they care about. Um, oh. they're going to want to publish it. They're going to want to type it up. They're going to want to write and make it better. Like that's always been, that's always been my go-to strategy for getting kids to 
uh, want to like use grammar correctly, you know, right? it's like get into, you know, we'll probably have a whole episode on how to approach grammar <laughs> in an authentic writing yeah. workshop, but uh, just, you know, if I want them to write better, I need them to care about it. And then they will, they will want to fix it. If I go to them and say, Hey, you know, mm-hmm. I, I really like this as your reader, this part loses me a little bit. Um, do you, maybe there's some in here, push the conversation towards, you know, you know, you haven't used a comma or a period in about a paragraph or something like that. So, um, right. but, but pushing those conversations is way easier. Um, if you approach it through that authentic stuff. So I'm hoping that they're the kind of like the renewed, like reality that digital learning is real right now. Cause I think when we left off, kids were just like, Oh sweet early summer. Um, Mm -hmm. but since we're going back into it, hopefully they'll want to talk to someone other than their parents that they've been in their houses (laughs) with for five months, um, and, and want to kind of be engaged. So I think, I think that'll, that's, that's at least what my hopes are. You know, we might have a different conversation in a week or so when (laughs) I've conferenced with four kids and I can't get them on. So we'll see what happens. You can't get them all. And I needed 15 more, (laughs) but only four. Oh, well, I, I do have a question to ask you. Do you, sure. do y'all do, um, literature circles or book clubs? Are y'all going to do that or attempt it online? Because something oh, I've been thinking about. Yeah. So we, we usually do now I've gone, I've done classes where you know, when we worked at, um, when we worked together at that middle school, our, uh, I did literature circles then. That was kind of my my solution to kind of hit all those kids in different ways because they were all in such different reading levels. Um, and oh, I've y'all done, think you sent sent a group to me, didn't you? I did. You got the hard group. I was like, oh, Joe, I need your help. You gotta, I think I remember that. <laughs> um, and you had a blast, which was hilarious. You were just like, yeah, Sweet. I love I love those kids. And I they, know. they were they. It was neat to watch them get excited. We'd sit down and. And they go, I don't understand this. And we'd have a conversation. All of a sudden, they went, oh, my gosh, I understand it. Oh, let me explain it to you. It was really cool. <laughs> that's so go funny. Ahead. Yes. No, they're that's, how, that's exactly how they were. They were funny. Um, but, yeah, so I've, I've done it several times. I've done whole group novel. I haven't done a whole group novel in probably four years at this point. Um, but usually we would do some literature circles. Last year, I didn't have literature circles per se. I had some guided reading circles that I was running. Um, with one of my low classes we were doing, I didn't ever just kind of want to bring up a text. So I had a different novel with each of them this year. I have not even really entertained the idea, um, which is because I don't have, I don't know how to get around and you might have the solution. So you might help me here, but I don't know how to get around getting them the text that they need. Um, cause I could see doing like a literature circle around like, you know, in Canvas, you can kind of make groups of so splitting them up and saying, hey, you have this short story, you have this short story, you have this poem, and doing it almost like small group reading like that with uh, kind of literature circle-ish. But I just don't know. I don't know how to get them the books because we can't – as far as I'm concerned, I don't know if I can actually give them physical books from the campus if we wanted to do that. Now, we have the option of online books, but then that raises the question of – uh making sure to have enough like digital copies and stuff like that. So how that, that that's my convoluted answer, which is yes, but I don't know how to, I don't know how to cross <laughs> yeah, some of these borders. Know. Yeah. So how are you, are you well, doing it? Well, yes, I think we're going to attempt it. We'll see. 
uh, part of the problem with this COVID stuff is uh, they're not allowing, if the books have to sit for like 92 hours before they can be given back out to somebody. So there's that problem. But as far as like the online, I, the librarian has uh, a thing called Sora or the eBooks that, that they have. And she's created our particular librarian. Just, she's just really good like that. She created a book tasting type uh, link where yeah. you can go in and look at the books. And then what we're doing is each, cause we had the same problem with the, with the particular, how many books they get, cause they can only get so many books. So what we're going to do is there's four teachers at my school that are going to be doing this. And so we are going to have an A list, a B list and a C list. Mm-hmm. So the first time around, uh, they're going to use, they're going to pick their books. My kid, my kids will pick their books like off the C list. Cause I'm my letter is C. And then that way there's enough books for my kids to go around. So what we're going to do, instead of having all the same books, we're going to pick the theme. So I'm going to let them read and then they're going to report back to me what their books are about. Like after about maybe two or two readings, you know, where maybe they'll get like, yeah a chapter or so read and then they're going to tell me what they think their book is about and what the, what their, the topic or the theme. And from there, I'm going to group them. Yeah. You've always been a big fan of the genre theme grouping. Yeah. I've seen you, I've heard you, I've talked to you a lot about it. What, where did that come from? By the way, do you have an origin from where that came from? Yeah. Yeah. The same problem you just mentioned. And that was, I don't have (laughs) enough books. (laughs) <laughs> we didn't have enough books for libraries, so I did. I did what you'd call tech sets. So I would yeah. just I would put I I would put and I learned it. I learned this from a reading workshop, uh, probably an Abydos reading workshop. But one of the trainers brought this idea, and they created tech sets, and we actually did it with children's books. So all of the uh, let's just use fairy tales for example. You would have like there's Cinderella, so we would find all the different Cinderella books. We'd find all the different, you know, uh, re- uh, lost her name <laughs> all of a sudden, oh, Little Red Riding Hood or The Three Pigs. But you could do that with, with the same genre. So it could be everything that deals with family, everything that deals with science, everything mm-hmm. that deals with adventure. Uh, it doesn't really matter. It could be the theme or it could be the topic of some sort. And then you kind of look at it in the classroom. What I do is they all write it on a post-it note and I take up their post-it notes and then I group them. And I usually try to get them as close to the same type of theme or genre as possible, uh, stretching it a little bit. And then I ask generic and open ended questions instead of some specific questions about the book. It's more Mm -hmm. of, so how did your author deal with, you said setting, so what was the setting and how did it in, you know, impact the plot? And then everybody would put in their input. They would talk about that. So it all started because I learned about tech sets years ago and I had a problem. And that was we didn't have any enough money for a full-time classroom library. And we yeah. didn't have a librarian that had enough books. That's hilarious. So that was you my know, way around it. I, uh, I, you know, the probably the most, I don't know, I can't say the most, but I've had really good success with kind of like a theme-based literature circle. Um, primarily, my one of my biggest wins, this was several years ago, is I did, um, 
I noticed that a lot of my kids were kind of just staying in the same genres, right? They were just like, I had my fantasy readers and my sports readers and my graphic novel readers and all that. And I was like, you know what? It was like February. And I was like, I want to spice their lives up a little bit, you know, because I'd been encouraging (laughs) other texts and stuff like that. But I kind of wanted to um, put a small parameter on what they were going to read. So we did genre drawing. So I had them draw from a hat, a genre. So they could get lucky. And get a genre that they really loved. But I kind of, I purposely kind of picked genres that weren't, um, that weren't as popular necessarily. So like sports genre, I had one class that never read any sport genres. So I kind of put, uh, I made sure to put that one in there and stuff like that. But I had this group of girls, um, they ended up picking sports. That was their genre. And they were so mad at me. They were so angry that I was going to force them to read a sports book. And I was like, have you ever read a sports book? And they're like, no. And I'm like, okay, well, guess what? I happen to have a bunch of books that are about sports, but they're really like thrillers and stuff like that. So I ended up, they ended up reading a book called Jim Candy, um, oh. which is a fairly easy read, but it's basically about a guy who kind of a sports guy, he gets addicted to steroids, right? And it's kind of uh, a story about drug addiction, not necessarily football. Um, and, she came to me. She was so mad when she got the book. But then one of the girls came back. She goes, Chastain, I love this book. And I, <laughs> and I was like, yes, that's the whole point. I, I had that happen several times during that little experiment. Now, they were more than happy to go back reading in their little holes of all their genres that they love. But they were exposed <laughs> to something else. Um, another group, they got Ghost, right? Because it's technically a sports book about running. But that, you know, Jason Reynolds, that book covers so many other themes and stuff like that. So that's what I wanted to show them. I'm like, books, good books are good books, right? Like I've, like for me in my own life, like I don't particularly read, um, romance books necessarily, but my wife, one time she got me to read the time traveler's wife. And that's a fantastic book, not a book that I would usually read at all, but I was as a, Someone, I just wanted something new. I dove in. I was like, yeah, good writing's good writing. You know, good storytelling is good storytelling. And that's something right. that um, we kind of know as readers, and we've been reading our whole lives and whatnot. But kids who don't have deep reading lives are just so convinced that, like, especially if they only like, like fantasy, it's really hard to break that mold to show them, like, yo, there's cool stuff in other genres too. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's true. I, I've, that was part of it too, is trying to expose kids to different things. So yeah. I've always been an advocate for that uh, because they don't know what they, you don't know what you've never experienced it. You don't know what you like or what you don't like. Well, and a lot of so. those, um, the book talk, you know, you said your library, you was your librarian that put together a book talk, right? Yeah. She had what, what we did last year. She had the kids write reviews. Uh-huh. So they would read a book and they would write a review and she's taken all of their reviews. They could either write a review or they could do a video of a review. And she has put those on all all of the so like so like the reviews on this list were actually from my kids from last year. Mm-hmm. The kids this year are going to get to see and read the reviews, and then they're going to do the new books. Like every time she buys new books or about to, she lets all the kids preview them before she buys them. And then they get to vote on what they're going to buy. And then that's how she created this list. So it's a digital list. Uh, it's kind of got like a thumbnail of the book. And you click it, you you click the thumbnail, and then up pops either the video or the writing from the, from the kids. And it's from the eighth graders for the seventh grade and for the seventh graders for the sixth grade. So it's kind of neat. Yeah. It's kind of a neat way that she does that. 
Well, our uh, our librarian did a couple. So she made her own like Canvas course. So, which was kind of fun because what she did is she has book talks in there, um, similar to that. But she also has a she has some other stuff like you know resources for things um, about her and whatnot. But like so like our second day of class. My, it's, it would be like our quote unquote library day, right? You bring your kids to the library, you talk about books, talk about selecting good books. Librarian kind of shows them the ropes or whatever. And so we have a digital version of that. So kids on my second day, they're going to sign up for their Canvas course, her Canvas course, go in there. There's like a little ending quiz that, that she put together. So it wasn't any work on any of the teachers, which was super awesome. Mm-hmm. Um, but by the end of it, they should be able to check out their eBooks that they need to check out, um, find resources otherwise and whatnot. Um, but there is kind of like a, uh, these book talks that are there. Now, one of our teachers on my campus, she went really extra and she did a whole Google slides where kids can on the first slide, they can pick genres and then they click on it on the Google slide and it takes them to the slide where she has all these book talks and book trailers about the books that she likes in those genres or that she thinks they'll like. Um, I mean, she, uh, she'd been working on this since we knew that we had the possibility of being digital. So like, early June, July. Um, and it is, I mean, it is an intricate piece of work. I didn't do that at all. Um, but it was a, it was a cool way (laughs) to do it. The way I've always done my book talks other than just, Hey, I think you guys would love this is I always try to pick passages for my, from my mini lessons that are books that I have on my shelf and the books that I think they'll like. So if I have, um, you know, if we're talking about flashback or whatever, uh, I, I usually don't book talk holes because by the time they get to middle school, they've read holes. But just because I'm thinking about it right now, if I'm talking about flashback, we would read that excerpt where he kind of has a flashback early in the story. And they're like, oh, yeah, if you love this, boom, I have four books right here. And that's always been kind of my way of book talking books to kids and kind of encouraging them to go off into their thing. But so I'm hoping some of that might carry over digitally, but I'll probably have to actually make some video book talks or do something like what your librarian done is has done and do a, some type of interactive thing. I don't know. Yeah. Well, she, I think it really is kind of similar to a canvas course, mm-hmm. but what she's done is she's put the link in it so that we can have it in our, in our Canvas courses so that uh, whatever we ask them to do with it can be graded uh, from our Canvas course. So that was kind yeah. of a neat thing that she thought about. So it's kind of cool. But I, I think that's really neat that our librarians, I mean, that's a great resource. And I think sometimes we don't always use our librarians. We get so busy, we forget that they, they're teachers too, and they're here to help us. So I, I do a lot with our, li- we do a lot with our librarian. So yeah. I'm sure it we sounds have- like y'all do too. Well, we have a good relationship with ours because she was our English teacher. She was an English teacher with us forever. She's my age, right? So she's twenty nine. So she, uh, uh, she's she's very in it, and she loves what she does. But she's a brand new librarian, so she's kind of like she's always like wanting something to do, right? She's always like, I, I can help do this. I can help do that. And we like invite her to our English PLCs and stuff like that whenever she can show up. So she's pretty much a part of the team, but. Um, She's really good. Like she's just, we're very fortunate. But even the the library, I've always had good librarians. You know, they're always my, they were my favorite people as a kid. And they continue to be among my favorite people as a teacher just because they are, you know, they, they always, every time I've walked up to a librarian, I say, hey, I need a book for this. They got like 30 for me. So it's like, because uh, I can't read as <laughs> well, much as them. They're, they're, they read far more than I do. 
Oh, well, they do. And then, you know, they have other librarian friends. Uh, I, I don't know. I don't know, Jake, if I had the same experience growing up. I, our librarians were more like, don't touch the books. No. Don't touch the books. <laughs> I just put them in order. <laughs> don't touch the books. Well, We'd have to, I'd have to, I'd have my, my sister, she would take me to the public library. And then those are probably the libraries. But in the school, they were just like, don't touch the books. But, uh, but as a teacher, I, I got to really love librarians because <laughs> well, they always had resources I needed. For sure. And they're always well, helpful. I uh, I don't know. Maybe I did just have a good string of librarians. I don't know. Because I um, – like in high school, the reason I liked my librarians is because I um, – If I didn't want to go to class, I just kind of went and read in the library. So they let me kind of hang out there. You know, if people follow me. Now we know. I know. Well, if people follow me on Teacher Teacher, I've talked about how I was a terrible student all the time. But you know what? (laughs) I I learned so much um, from reading in those libraries and just having that time. Mm -hmm. And they they would even hand me books, like, once they started knowing my tastes and stuff. Like, um it was it was fun, but you know I remember even all the way back in elementary school, I remember them doing book talks with us, and it was right when the book Aragon came out, and they book talked Aragon. It was this huge fantasy that I didn't read for several years after that, but that book talk like wedged in my brain, and then by the time I was ready for that book, I started going after it. But that's weird, like that's a that's a random memory. I don't think I've ever told that story. Like, <laughs> <laughs> well, there you but go. It's true. It's true. Yeah. I'm not really nervous, yeah. but I I just know that it's like you said at the beginning, it's going to be like, whoa, and what just happened? Chaos. You know, it'll be, you know, it'll be problem solving all over the place. I'm not, um, I'm not nearly as nervous as I would be on a normal school day. Like the day before, and like, you know, they've always called it like teacher brain where like your brain can't shut off because you have so many things going on. You just don't mm-hmm. sleep. Um, I, you know, I'm kind of like that right now, but not nearly as big as it usually is because it's, you know, when problems arise tomorrow and they're going to happen when everything goes live and all the kids are in there and <laughs> all the Wi-Fi is taxed and systems are going to crash and <laughs> everything else is going <laughs> to go on. Like, it's not going to be it's not the same. Like if I have a technological glitch with kids in front of me, um, you know, there, there's like a classroom management problem that like you have to be skillful enough to kind of use that moment to either do something interactive or get kids uh, to not lose them or whatever. Cause you don't want to look like you don't know what you're doing on your first day. <laughs> and, um, but digitally, like if everything shuts down, like I just got to sit and wait. Like, <laughs> You know that's I mean? true. That's, like, a good, <laughs> that's a good point. And you're not have to worry about uh, the kid in the back who just threw a paper wad at the girl yeah. in the front. <laughs> so he, he's going to go off and he's just going to go, okay, I'm just going to play Fortnite for a little bit because this whole system just crashed. Well, that's a, that's a good way of looking at it. That's a good so way it's of just, looking at it. So my, my stress level is, you know, it's, I mean, it's there. I'm not saying there's no stress, but it's also like, it's it's just kind of it is what it is like it's not it's one it's not as exciting because you know I am gonna see them but it's gonna be through a screen and stuff like that right. it's not gonna have the same energy as welcoming tons of new kids into your classroom um, so that's a little bumming but I you know I'm just I'm excited but there's the the ner- it's different nerves it's very hard to describe because it's like it's 
it's not starting a new job. It's almost like a tease, especially because we're supposed to be going back in two weeks in person. That will be with that first day when they're back That's in class. It's, well, especially with all the COVID measures and being safe and social distancing and sanitization and like everything else that goes into what this year is. That'll be the week that I feel like the pressure beyond. I feel like this is kind of like almost like we're playing house for a little bit. <laughs> that sounds <laughs> negative, but I, I don't mean it that way. That's fine. But yeah, I think I think that's it for this episode of Craft and Draft, you guys. I hope you enjoyed it. Pam, I hope you enjoyed it as much as I did. I love talking workshop. and um, Oh, yeah, I enjoyed it. And I just... I just wish you a very good first day tomorrow. Oh, my goodness. You know what's going to be fun is by the time these these episodes drop, as we'll be a few weeks in, so we'll be able to give updates so on we'll how our hope. <laughs> oh, That's my true. God. It's, I, you know what? It's going to be fun no matter what. I did, um, you know, the, the Summer Blast episodes of Teach Me, Teacher. I, the, they were uh-huh. all done in chronological order. So at the beginning of the Summer Blast, I'm like, yeah, I think we'll go back. You know, we'll have, probably have some kids digital, but I think we'll be back. And then as the as the months went on, it was I like... I think we're going to be back. <laughs> so it was, it was uh, just kind of a... That's what this is going to be, because we have no well, idea what's going to happen tomorrow. We really don't, and we don't have any idea if they're going to be back on the day they plan, because it changes... Minute by minute. Well, by the time so, people hear this crazy. episode, we will know the answer to that. So that's going to be <laughs> that that's going to be, be hilarious. <laughs> so in any case, stay tuned, everyone, to Craft and Draft. You never know what's going to happen in school, in workshop, or during COVID era teaching. But that is what it is. Craft and Draft is here for you. Hopefully, this conversation gave you some ideas, or at least made you feel sane, because we're dealing with the exact same problems <laughs> you are. For more of the podcast. Hit that subscribe button. Rate the podcast if you are enjoying it. Hit that five-star button if you really loved it. Leave a couple kind words. That lets other teachers know that this is the workshop podcast for them. Visit us at craftanddraftworkshop.com for more and everything else connecting stuff to you. We are here for you. 